time off and referral bonuses, not to mention top-notch compensation. For more information and to apply, visit VacuTech's Open Opportunities page on their website at VacuTechLLC.com. Remember when your mom used to say, eat your cranberries or you'll get a bladder infection? Well, if you ignored her and now you're in trouble, well, you need the health-giving stuff you can only get at the health nut. Aisle after aisle of supplements, vitamins, and minerals, an all-natural soup, salad, and smoothie bar, as well as a healthy grocery store and gift shop. So get good with the world. Be happy. Get healthy. And that all starts at the Health Nut in Sheridan's 5th Street Mall. Remember that cowboy in the song, him and his horse looking for water? Cool, clean water. Well, if that cowboy and Dan were here today, they'd just call 307 Wildcat Well Service, a local company that specializes in water drilling and pumps, residential or ranch, repair or service. So for water wells and all that goes with them, look for a 307 Wildcat Well Services ad in the country bounty. And you, too, will have cool, clean water. 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 Join Sheridan Community Land Trust and Sheridan Media as we celebrate you at Trail Fest at Kendrick Park, Saturday, June 4th. Starting at 8 a.m., we'll have food trucks, 5K fun run, yoga, a kids' raffle race with prizes, activity booths, and even live music at 2.30. This free, family-friendly event is also where the Dead Sweet Bike Race starts and finishes. we got all the events in this week's Country Bounty and online at SheridanCLT.org. Trail Fest, June 4th at Kendrick Park, brought to you in part by First Federal Bank and Trust. As a business owner, you're always looking for ways to increase your market share. Do you have a marketing plan in place or want to revamp your current plan? Let us help. Hi, this is Bob Graham, and General Manager of Shared Media. What if I told you that you could market your business on nine different radio stations? Partner with our print publication, The Country Bounty, which is directly mailed to nearly 18,000 households in Sheridan and Johnson County. Or market your business worldwide through a variety of our digital products, as well as our websites, sharedmedia.com and sharedonwyoming.com. Let our creative and well-seasoned marketing professionals put together a well-thought-out and professional, comprehensive marketing plan to connect with your customers on multiple media platforms. No high pressure. Let's tell your story. Call Sheridan Media today, 672-7421, or email sales at sharedamedia.com, and let us go to work for you. This is Public Pulse, your information and conversation program, brought to you by Eliason Financial. You can voice your opinion by calling 672-KROE. That's 672-5763. Now, your host for Public Pulse, Floyd Whitey. And good morning and welcome to Public Pulse. Now, this morning I am joined by the Chief Executive Officer for Sheridan Chamber of Commerce, Mrs. Dixie Johnson. Good morning, Dixie. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing very well. I get your your mic's a little hot here. We're doing uh, some experiments on our mics. We're trying to get these things fixed. Last week, it sounded like some folks were down a tunnel. So uh, we're trying to make sure that uh, everything can actually be heard. Is mine sounding okay? You're sounding good. I just okay. had to turn you down a little bit. Now, <laughs> Didn't want to come in hot. This This weekend was absolutely beautiful. Were you able to get outside? Absolutely. Uh, was able to get out and do a little golfing yesterday afternoon out at Kendrick, so that was great. Took my dog for a walk in the morning. Um, was able to just kind of enjoy some time with my family. Uh, had some grandkids over on Saturday, uh, so it was a perfect weekend. How was your Mother's Day? It was wonderful. Good. It was pretty low-key, but very wonderful. And happy Mother's Day Well, to thank you. you very much. Thank you very now, much. How was the Ignite Conference? The Ignite Conference was last week, and it was outstanding. It really was. Uh, we had probably uh, over 140 people attend the Ignite Conference. Um, a lot of energy, a lot of people excited to be there. The venue was perfect out at Sheridan College's Whitney Center for the Arts. Um, so we used some of their newer classrooms, and that was really nice uh, to have that space. And um, just a lot of people excited to be there and learn. Uh, we had 16 different sessions offered throughout the course of the day. And then we had a, couple, a bonus wrap-up session at the end, but then an outstanding keynote lunch speaker, Casey Terrell, who's a local attorney with Crowley Fleck here in town. Uh, he talked a, uh, a lot about grit. 
um, and he's done kind of some research and studying and reading on grit and how it can be the difference maker in your lives, both professionally and personally. Just good old determination. Good old determination. Grit, not everybody has much grit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those things that we see less and less nowadays. But it's you. developable. Yeah. Yeah, no, it <laughs> right? totally is. Absolutely. Right? And sometimes it's just through the hard knocks of life. But um, I think it's really interesting when you stop and you think about it and you learn a little bit more and you can read. And um, it, there's some really great light bulbs that went on for me and several of the people that I talked to. It was, again, it was a great conference. We have the survey out right now to those attendees that, that, um, that came, showed up, and so we're getting feedback back from them right now. Now, did you get any comments from any attendees while you were there? Did anyone walk up to you and say, this one was absolutely fantastic? Or I have anything? several comments from several attendees, and it was really um, interesting. Just a, It's a little, it's kind of a fun story. My daughter is a, a professional who works for a company out of Florida. She works remotely and, and lives and works here in Sheridan. I hadn't spoken to her about Ignite at all, but she happened to come across it on her own and reached out to me and said, hey, this, there's some some topics in here might be beneficial to me and I said absolutely so she was able to come and that was fun um, and it wasn't even because her mom asked her to, told her to right? Um, and it was great and she had some really great feedback she really enjoyed it but I've heard from several people that they just had a lot of great takeaways from the Ignite Conference. And we partnered again this year with Impact Sheridan um, to do a startup entrepreneurial track, and that was well attended. Um, overall, it was a really great day. A lot of people here in Sheridan want to start a business. A lot of people. We have a really, really strong entrepreneurial mindset in, in the community. And it's really interesting if you have a chance to talk to Scott Rendell, who runs Impact Sheridan. You know, he, he of course, is part of the Impact 307, so it's all over the state. He can talk a little bit about how Sheridan is unique and stands apart from some of the other communities in the in the area. Um, a lot of people who, who do have some really innovative ideas, um, and they're, 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 you know, able to take the risk or want to take the risk and want to start their own business. And I think Sheridan's a perfect place to do so. Absolutely. And starting a business is really risky, especially right now. We've got supply issues that are still being handled throughout the nation. Uh, you know, much harder to get something going up again as opposed to shutting something down. It takes a lot longer. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the labor issues around, uh, those are always a, still a big concern throughout Absolutely. The so taking a lot of risks. Those but, are a uh, big concern uh, nationwide. I yeah. mean, they are specifically here, but um, it is across industries and it is across the state and it is across the country. I was just, uh, after the Ignite Conference last week, I went over to the State Chamber's Spring Conference in Cody, and our regional director from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce was there. And he said, we're still um, at a shortfall. We have 11.5 million jobs and 6.5 million workers to fill those jobs. Wow. So one of the things, and it's just one, and there's many, many, you know, um, reasons and there's many areas you need to address and a lot of, you know, um, encouragement of, of workers coming back into the workforce. But one of the things they're talking about is that immigration reform, legal immigration at the, you know, national level. I think there's a lot that we need to do to be looking at, again, nationally, statewide and locally as well. Yeah. Now, when it comes to that uh, Ignite conference, what would you say was a big highlight for you? Um, you know, I think for me personally, because I was there you know, it is our conference. I was there able to just kind of watch and see, but also participate. I had a couple of sessions I went to um, and thought they were fantastic. I definitely took some notes and have some things I can implement into my own personal and professional life. But I think it was the energy overall and just watching people connect with each other. Yeah. Um, I saw groups of people taking, you know, selfies at the Ignite conference. Um you know, in the hallway between sessions, I had a lot of people say, you know, I don't know where to go because there's such great content here and they, you know, I, I have to choose. But that's also part of the uniqueness about Ignite is you can come to that conference and you can choose down kind of one track. You can, you know, you can divide and conquer if you have, you know, colleagues that come with you. Um, it's really, it was really a great conference. I think the energy overall. And that was, a, you know, that's a great problem to have mm -hmm. when, when somebody's standing there going, wow, so many great 
sessions going on. Right. I don't know which one to go to. Right. You know, that's that's a good problem. Now, was there anything that you saw that you would like to change or adjust for the future? Oh, always. And that's what we do after everything, whether it's an event or whether it's a program. We're always looking at kind of that analysis side, saying, you know, what went well, what, what, what didn't go as well as we'd like, and what ways can we improve? And if you're not doing that, then you're going to eventually lose relevance, whether it's with that program or that event. And so, of course, we're doing that. Right now, again, we are surveying all of the attendees. So all of them have surveys that they're filling out. We'll take all that information back to our Business Retention and Expansion Committee um, who hosted the Ignite Conference and coordinated it. And we'll, we'll really talk about it and see. And what we also will do is reach out and find out if there are any other topics that we didn't have included or covered oh, in Ignite yeah. that we might want to look at for the next conference. So um, we're always looking at that. And then we will, in a couple months, we'll start the process of going out with an RFP again, looking for some trainers in some specific areas. And we'll be, we kind of keep it general, but then oftentimes we end up drilling it down to more specific uh training sessions and and it's a, it's a good process that works pretty well but yes we'll definitely be doing some analyzing now you talked a little bit about the labor shortages nationally and some information that was shared with you um i've heard some businesses are starting to see a return what are you hearing out there on the street among our business owners here well i think it's that time of year where we're starting to see some interest from the um a younger pool of workers uh so for summer jobs we've had in fact i ran into a friend of mine who just picked up her son from college and he's back and and he just got a job up at the Sheridan County Weed and Pest. Oh, so, perfect. I mean, yeah. you know, it's great. I mean, so we're starting to see a little bit of that movement happen and um, so that's good. And and hopefully we're starting to see more workers return that maybe hadn't had stayed out of the workforce for a little while. And that was something, you know, um, when I was in school and I'd get a summer job, I would look for something that kept me outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I felt like uh, during the year you're stuck inside of going from one classroom to the library back to the house to do homework, and it's, it just wears you down. And so I think outside jobs for college and high school students are perfect, and there's a lot available out there. There really right are, now. yeah, there really are. So, yeah, I'm excited to see, and hopefully, you know, our businesses will have a really, a really strong well, gosh, I say spring, summer, summer yeah. season, you know, <laughs> because we do, we do rely. Tourism is one of our biggest industries in the area, and so it's great to to be at the cusp of of getting really busy and feeling that vibrancy again throughout our community. Now we've we've got a lot of events on the way this month. Let's begin with the Chamber Lunch Program. What do we have going on? So that's this week. So our Chamber Lunch Program is the second Wednesday of the month, and so Wednesday, May 11th, we'll be hosting that at 11:30 out at the Ramada Plaza. Um, It's open to anybody who would like to attend. It's $20 per person, and that includes the full program and lunch buffet. And I think the lunch buffet there, Chef Daniel's going to be putting out some chicken with um, sun-dried tomatoes and artichoke sauce, so we're excited about that. Uh, Full lunch buffet program, and our program this month is focused kind of on our our city and our county and our municipalities throughout Sheridan County, and it's, it's called Today. Today's topics and tomorrow's outlook. And so we'll be hearing from uh, City of Sheridan Mayor Rich Bridger. We'll be hearing from the President of the County Commissioners, uh, Lonnie Wright. Um, I know we have Mayor Peter Clark from Ranchester who will be given kind of an update. I believe we have... I don't know exactly who we have on, on dock from the town of Dayton, but we'll have a representative from the town of Dayton. It may be Mayor Norm Anderson. And out in Claremont waiting to, waiting to hear for sure if it's Mayor Greg Rohr or if it's um, they just went through an election, and I know they just elected a new mayor, whether we'll have somebody else from the town of Claremont. But we're excited uh, to have a chamber lunch program this Wednesday. Anybody can register, but we do ask you to register in advance. Um, you can do that through our website, which is SheridanWyomingChamber.org, or you can give us a call. Call at 672-2485, and we'll ha- be happy to register you, um, 1130 on May 11th. And then that this uh, lunch program is hosted by our com- Platinum Community Partner, PDS. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, this is going to be like a state of the region, or, or will they field sorted, questions? Yeah, you know, because, yes, absolutely. And so we, we don't want to say state of the city necessarily. We're the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce. We want to make sure that we're an, an inclusive and incorporating and hearing from not only the city, but the county and our, our municipalities that yeah. are incorporated, which are the three of them. 
a lot of little towns out there doing a lot of great stuff. Uh, now, um, tell us about this month's Business After Hours. Where so, are we going to do that? So Business After Hours then typically is the third Wednesday of the month. So that will be next Wednesday, May 18th. It'll be from 5 to 7 p.m. And EBIA Hearing and Sound is going to host that. And they have a new location if you haven't been there. They're at 1273 Coffee and Avenue. So it's a great opportunity to connect um, make some wonderful business connections. Check out the business that's hosting. Check out EBIA and all the great things that JT and Elizabeth have going on out of that business. Um, and then also, you know, have some door prizes and some refreshments, food and beverage. Now, once again, this isn't just for business owners. Folks can attend this as well, correct? Absolutely. Get and in there and great... run their business leaders of the community. Absolutely. And there's no charge to attend Business After Hours. You don't have to even be a chamber member. You can come to Business After Hours um, and the invitation's out there for everybody, 5 to 7 on Wednesday, May 18th at EPIA. All right. When we return, we're going to continue with our Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. Building wealth isn't easy. It takes hard work, commitment, and expertise. That's where Eliason Financial comes in. Let our advisors help ensure your money works just as hard as you do. So retirement, college funds, and big family vacations stay on track, no matter what surprises come your way. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Security is offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. The Y.O. Performing Arts and Education Center welcomes Grammy Award-winning artist Larry Mitchell to the Y.O. stage Friday, May 20th at 7.30 p.m. Mitchell has toured the world, playing with well-known artists Tracy Chapman, Billy Squire, and Rico Cassick. Opening for Larry at the Y.O. will be local band Roland Sevens. Tickets for Larry Mitchell are available now at the Y.O. Theater box office or online at yotheater.com. Larry Mitchell, Friday, May 20th at the Y.O. Theater. As a business owner, you're always looking for ways to increase your market share. Do you have a marketing plan in place or want to revamp your current plan? Let us help. Hi, this is Bob Grammons, General Manager of Sheridan Media. What if I told you that you could market your business on nine different radio stations? Partner with our print publication, The Country Bounty, which is directly mailed to nearly 18,000 households in Sheridan and Johnson County. Or market your business worldwide through a variety of our digital products as well as our websites sharedmedia.com and sharedwyoming.com let our creative and well-seasoned marketing professionals put together a well thought out and professional comprehensive marketing plan to connect with your customers on multiple media platforms no high pressure let's tell your story call sharedmedia media today 672-7421 or email sales at sharedamedia.com and let us go to work for you. At Brackleton's, we like to bring something new to the menu every few months, and it's that time again. So let's talk about one of our new dishes on our lunch menu, Brackleton's Black Bean Veggie Burger. Starts with a black bean patty, tomatoes, red onions, spinach, and avocado spread on a brioche bun. Add cheese and you got yourself a veggie cheeseburger. The best of the best out west, Frackleton's Fine Food and Spirits. Located on Main Street, downtown Sheridan, where good food is good mood. Join Sheridan Community Land Trust and Sheridan Media as we celebrate you at Trail Fest at Kendrick Park, Saturday, June 4th. Starting at 8 a.m., we'll have food trucks, 5K fun run, yoga, a kids' raffle race with prizes, activity booths, and even live music at 2.30. This free, family-friendly event is also where the Dev Sweet bike race starts and finishes. We've got all the events in this week's Country Bounty and online at SheridanCLT.org. Trail Fest, June 4th at Kendrick Park, brought to you in part by Wyoming Corporate Office. 
Good morning and welcome back to Public Pulse, brought to you by Elias and Financial. I'm Floyd Whiting, and with me this morning is the Chief Executive Officer for the Sheridan County Chamber of Commerce, Miss, Mrs. Dixie Johnson. I almost said Miss. So used to saying that nowadays. Now, coming How do you up, know that I'm a Mrs.? Uh, well, I, you have children, I would imagine. Uh, <laughs> I am married. I, th- I've I been think married. you've actually <laughs> talked about your husband before. Yeah, I've actually been married for 36 years. Oh, wow. Congratulations. So, thank That's you. fantastic. Thank you. I love I love hearing about those those <laughs> long uh, marriages. You know, I, th- I think it was uh, Senator Dave Kinski was in here, and him right. and his wife have been together just for a Forever. long, long time, mm-hmm. you right. know, and and he's still just as in love with her. He's he's kind of smitten with the girl. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's awesome. Now, uh, coming up on the twenty fourth of this month, we've got the lunchtime conversations about open spaces. This is something that a lot of people like to uh, attend. Uh, I don't have a lot of time left. We've All got right. a, a pre-recorded thing, uh, but Dixie, can you tell me about this and then just dive right in because we have news from uh, the Christmas stroll. Absolutely. Okay. So our final um, session on the series for the series of lunchtime com- lunchtime conversations about open spaces will happen on May 24th. Uh, it's at noon. It's hosted at Luminous. It's brought to you by the Chambers Ag and Natural Resources Committee, and we have had three different sessions on specific topics around open spaces. And this will be the final one. It's a brown bag lunch. Grab a lunch from a local restaurant. Come on by noon on May 24th, Tuesday, and and help us with the discussion further, continue the discussion and see where we go from here. That's what the focus is going to be on this. And then the Sheridan Christmas Stroll. I know we have to wrap it up. No, no. But we've got, we've got, I oh. just, he just gave me the five. Oh, so he just gave minutes. me the five. Okay. Um, well, just to let you know that on Friday morning, our Christmas Stroll Committee met. And every year they meet in the spring. They select a theme for this year. And then we open it up for the button design contest, which is really oh. exciting. And so wanted to let everybody know that the theme for this year is going to be for Christmas roll, drum roll, uh, snow, snow globe Christmas. So really want to encourage the children in uh, throughout Sheridan County to start thinking about submitting a button design, a drawing for this year's um, button, and you could win $100 in chamber bucks. Uh, get button number one. You get your stroll design all framed and presented to you by the mayor of, of Sheridan, and it's a, a great thing. So the, the contest is open to kids in grades one through six, and that's whatever grade you're in this year. So if you're going into seventh next year, you can still qualify. Uh, it will be open until June 10th. That will be the cutoff, so we need your your design submitted to us by June 10th. And then what happens at that point is those all those designs go back to our Christmas Stroll Committee, and they start whittling them down um, and selecting this year's nominee, or not nominee, winner, <laughs> winner, this year's winner of the button design contest. So, again, Snow Globe Christmas. Uh, the design entry forms will be available on our website, which is org. We'll have them at the Chamber office, which is 54 South Main. We um, are reaching out to Kid Curious because they partnered with us last year and had design entry forms there, so we'll have them there as well. But we want to encourage people, um, get your kids, your grandkids, um, anybody you know to to think about it. Snow Globe Christmas. I'm really looking forward to the the display windows downtown over this one. Snow Globe Christmas. I know. It could be so much fun, right? A lot of imagination down there. Uh, uh, I love walking down the streets uh, during like that Christmas time. Mm -hmm. You've got that atmosphere and the lights are out. That's the best time to window shop, in my opinion. Now, i got about two minutes left, and we do have a candidate forum on the way. Uh, Just real quick, Dixie, what are we looking at? So the Chamber's Government Affairs Committee, uh, during an election year, we host candidate forums prior to the primary and general elections. We will be doing so again this year. Uh, We will be hosting those. I just wanted to get people's, uh, the dates on people's calendars so they could, if they're running for, if they're planning to file and run for a position, put it on your calendar. If you're just interested in learning about the candidates and their positions, please plan to attend. So the first uh, candidate forums will take place on June 27th and 28th. We have two nights of those. We'll be holding those at the Y.O. Theater. And those, again, will be before 
the primary election, right? And what we wanted to do is because absentee voting opens up on July 1, we wanted to have those just a, a little earlier since there's so many people who absentee vote. And then the general election candidate forums will take place September 26th and 27th. So put those right. on your calendar. There you go, folks. You want to get to know your candidates. This is a fantastic opportunity to do so. Just get them all in one place and uh, ask your questions. Dixie, thank you for coming in today. I thank greatly you. appreciate it. All right, when we return, we're going to hear my interview with a candidate, Rex Rommel for governor. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. in. Building wealth isn't easy. It takes hard work, commitment, and expertise. That's where Eliasson Financial comes in. Let our advisors help ensure your money works just as hard as you do. So retirement, college funds, and big family vacations stay on track, no matter what surprises come your way. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliasson Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., Member FINRA, SIPC. Hi, this is Patrick from Harker Mellinger. Our advisory services are designed for entrepreneurs and small business owners so you can focus on your business. Our relationship is customized for what you want and need to ensure your business is as efficient as it should be. We will evaluate your business and provide solutions you will benefit from. We will coach you through each step of the process from start to finish. Contact us today, Parker Mellinger, focusing on where you're going, not where you've been. The owners and staff at Kane's Funeral Home would like to thank the families of Sheridan and Johnson Counties for choosing Kane's and allowing them to serve you during these hard times. Kane Funeral Home makes it their mission to take the stress and uncertainty out of ceremonial services. They own and operate the only crematory in Sheridan County, so your loved one is always in their care. Kane's Funeral Home. Call 673-5837 or visit them online at kanefuneral.com. When you're in pain, it causes stress. Even minor pain is telling you something's not right, and early detection is the best path to relief. Make a call to Dr. Colin Hardy of Atlas Chiropractic. Not only can he alleviate your pain, but also reduce physical stress and boost and maintain proper immune system function. Chiropractic is a natural immune booster. With each adjustment, they're not only supporting the central nervous system through proper spinal function and alignment, but also stimulating and strengthening the immune system by removing nerve interferences and stressors that can drag it down. Call 307-672-6000 for details and scheduling with the top chiropractic clinic in Sheridan, Atlas Chiropractic. This is Dr. Colin Hardy with Atlas Chiropractic. Be sure to ask us about our new patient specials. Take the first step to a better you. Call 672-6000. That's 672-6000. Your healing begins when you pick up the phone. I'm here with Candace Crane from Sheridan Honda. Tommy, hi. Did you know Sheridan Honda originated in 1948 and was called Valley Motor and Implement? I didn't know that. Yeah, the Weber family purchased a store in 1963, then acquired the Honda franchise a few years later through a horse trade for an International Harvester Metro van. Wow, that's great history. Absolutely, and after 59 years, the Webers are retiring, and in their honor, we're throwing a retirement party this Saturday, and everyone's invited. Don't miss the Weber Retirement Party Saturday, 9 till noon at Sheridan Honda. Born and raised in the mountains near Yellowstone National Park, veterinarian, rancher, and sportsman Rex Rammel has thrown his hat in the arena for the gubernatorial race for the state of Wyoming. So welcome to the show, Mr. Rex Rammel. Or is it doctor? Do we call you Dr. Rex You can call me whatever you want. The doctor, uh, candidate. Uh, <laughs> candidate Rex Rammel. Yeah, we'll go with that one. Yeah, whatever. Now, let's go over your background. Uh, where... Near Yellowstone, where you raised? Um, there's a little town in Tetonia, Idaho, that's like three miles from the Wyoming border. That's where my family homesteaded in 1898. Oh wow, you guys that's, been around for a yeah, while. And that's where that's where I grew up. Um, the my uh, forefathers spent a lot of time in Wyoming. They actually had a mine 
um, in some of the mountains back there, and there's a mountain in Wyoming named Ramble Mountain. Really? Yeah, so I, I have claimed that my roots are about as deep as anybody. <laughs> Was it a cattle ranch that you grew up on or a sheep ranch? Because I know uh, both are up Well, there. we just had horses and a few cattle. It really wasn't a ranch. My father was a uh, butcher. Oh. So um, that's that's kind of my background. Um, I know how to skin an elk faster than you can imagine <laughs> and cut him up at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's kind of fascinating because you're also a veterinarian. Yes. I mean, you care and, and help yeah. animals all well, the time. Well, they, they, uh, my, my family offered me the family business, and I said, no. I said, I'd like to work with the living, not the dead. <laughs> you went the other way. <laughs> I went the other way. Yeah. And then if my patients don't survive, why, well, of course, they can end up <laughs> at Ramble Murray. At the other end, anyhow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now, what was it that inspired you to become a veterinarian? Was it working oh, with I animals? Just, yeah, I just love animals. Yeah. I just, I don't know, since I was a kid, uh, raised rabbits, um, always had a dog. Um, we, my, my father uh, got us into rodeo. We liked to ride bucking horses and bucking bulls, and I still raise rodeo bulls to this day. Oh, really? Yeah, and we have a dozen head of quarter horses that we ride all over the place, and just generally just like animals and the outdoors, that's me. Now, how long have you uh, been practicing veterinarians? Oh, uh, 32 years. 32 years. Yeah, still, still practicing. Oh, so you're yeah. yeah. Monday, Monday, I've got to go fix a dog's leg. <laughs> so, in between uh, campaign stops, I run back to Rock Springs and do some veterinary work. Now, is that where you're based out of now? Is Rock Springs? Yes. Uh huh. Yep, we got a veterinary clinic there, and and um, so I uh, fix animals, and now I'm trying to fix uh, the economy for all the people in Wyoming. Now, what was it that actually inspired you to well, run just, for governor? I could just see the writing on the wall years ago. Um, you know, growing up around Yellowstone, the federal government came in and really started shutting things down. The timber, timber industry got shut down, and um, during Clinton's era, there was a lot of roads that got shut down in the mountains. In 1995, they introduced wolves into the area, and I could just see that the environmentalists were winning the battle and taking control over the land. And that's when I guess that that's what piqued my interest. And then I started studying the Constitution, and, you know, one thing led to another, and I've become um, an activist for states' rights. That's that's really what I am, is I'm a states' rights activist. I believe that uh, the Tenth Amendment um, has a lot of power that's unused, untapped. And as governor, the, my plan is to lean on the Tenth Amendment and get back a bunch of the rights that really belong to the people of Wyoming. So you feel the federal government has gotten itself involved within state dealings? Yes, too much. I do yeah, and and at, and at the biggest level, um, I believe um, their control over all the public lands, not just in Wyoming but the entire West, is unconstitutional. They were supposed to dispose of that land um, when we became a state. There was an agreement for them to dispose of the land, and they never did. They just kept it, administered it, and in 1976 they claimed ownership of it. And I believe that's unconstitutional, and I believe the Tenth Amendment um, gives the state of Wyoming the authority to take that land back. And so that's what I intend to do. After all these years, um, pretty much a third of my life I've spent uh, reading, studying government, constitution, and I'm convinced that the, the governor of Wyoming, if he had guts enough to do it, could stand up and deny jurisdiction over the land to the federal government. So if I become the governor, I promise everybody, and I campaign this way, I tell them that I will sign an executive order on day one and deny jurisdiction to the BLM, the Forest Service, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife, and the Park Service, and we will march them out of their offices, and Wyoming will take over. Really? And, yeah. and so you would like to see it all managed at, at state. a state level? Yes. And that means we get we pick up some additional responsibilities because there's 30 million acres that we would would all of a sudden be under the management of the state. But we also get at the money. Um, it wasn't too long ago the feds were taking a billion dollars a year um, off from the natural resources in Wyoming, so that money would be ours. And we would use that money to manage the land, but then we could also use it to help pay for our state government. And I would like to see the bulk of it go to the counties to offset property taxes. 
because there's a lot of money sitting out there. Wyoming's got a tremendous amount of wealth above and below the ground. And if we had control over it, then our fossil fuel industry would have the green light. Um, other industries would be safe. And it becomes a true multiple-use um, land. It would never be sold. Um, I'm sure the feds wouldn't give up the title to it, but I don't care. As long as we have control of it and we have the money, um, that would be just fine. Um, so it's a bold move, but I don't see any other alternative. They're trying to they're trying to bankrupt the state of Wyoming because if they take if they eliminate all of our fossil fuels, we go broke. Everybody in Wyoming gets touched by the fossil fuel industry. They do, uh, especially if you send your kid to school. Everybody. I mean, one out of four people work for the government, fed, state, or local. And without that tax money that comes off our natural resources, um, I could see this, the government of Wyoming being cut in half, at least, maybe more. I don't know. I don't know how you replace all that income. So even a, even an income tax would, I don't know if it would cover it. I mean, 70, 70% of the state's taxes come off fossil fuels. That's, that's serious. Yeah. And I think that if the uh, state doesn't stand up and fight, Wyoming, as we know it, will no longer exist. What would you say to your critics who would say that this is almost like an extremist uh, statist move? Um, I would say what they've done to us is an extremist statist move. Um, I think the climate change movement, they don't seem to have much compassion for those of us who need to make a living in Wyoming. And I would say what they've done is an extreme move in if we have to fight fire with fire, why well, we'll do it. The people of Wyoming are tough enough, uh, determined enough that um, I I think if we take over the land, they're not going to be able to say much about it. And uh, and the other part about it that um, that people should realize is that we're not the only state in this predicament. All the states in the West have a portion of their state controlled by the federal government, from Alaska to New Mexico. And I think all those states would rise up and, and fight with us, and it would become a states' rights revolution, and we would put the federal government back in its limited constitutional role. I see, I see this as a pivotal point in United States history. I'm the first one that, has, well, I proposed it um, 15 years ago, the, the concept of, of the public land transfer, and I've stayed strong on it, and now it's become a pretty popular idea. But the people of Wyoming had to kind of get uh, their their faces slapped a little bit to wake them up to just how serious the issue is. And um, I think they're ready to go for it. Now, that slap in the face, uh, uh, how would you deal with the federal government interfering in oil and gas such as be gone. with the Biden administration moratorium? Uh, yeah, that uh, wouldn't that wouldn't exist anymore because Wyoming would have control. We'd issue the permits. We give the green light to the oil and gas. We'd rebuild the coal industry. We'd say, guys, welcome back. Uh, we're in control. The feds can't shut you down. We make the regulations. Um, you don't have to talk to them anymore. And what would happen, of course, is the uh, federal government would sue the state of Wyoming immediately. Um, and uh, But I, I tell people, if we don't recognize their constitutional jurisdiction over land, then they don't have it in the courts either. And we just wouldn't go. You summon us all you want. We're not going to go. And I don't think they would know what to do. What would ramifications of that be? I think when the dust clears, Wyoming would be in control, and they would have a nothing. And the other states would go, the states didn't join us immediately, would join us soon and say, they're right. Wyoming's right. The states should have sovereignty over all their land and their resources. That's the way that uh, the United States was set up. And therefore, you get you get 13 states that have moved down through the South, moved through the Midwest. I think you would see um, um, a revolution in in the United States, and would change our whole structure of government, put it back the way that it was intended to be. And and I'm not talking about an armed conflict. We don't do that anymore. We we fight in courts and we fight with pens. <laughs> So so nobody needs to think that I am uh, uh, promoting a, um, a war with guns. That's that's not going to happen. But I honestly believe that the powers always existed with the states. And 
We just need a governor that recognizes that and is willing to stand up. What other issues uh, would you say are really facing Wyoming right now uh, outside outside of the land issue? Well, a lot of things tie back to the land. You know, the property tax issue is huge in Wyoming. It, the Everybody's property has been appraising where people want to move to the state. And, and our current property tax uh, system, if your property appraises higher, so does you have to pay more property tax. And it's getting to the point where some people can't afford it. So the, the land issue would help solve that problem. Um, our county governments would receive a bunch of that money to offset property taxes. And I would like to see um, anybody that has lived here um, at least 10 years not have to pay any tax on their primary residence. Once, we've, once they can prove that they've got a commitment to Wyoming, I don't think they should have to prove or I don't think they should have to pay property tax, especially seniors that have stopped working. On a fixed income? On a that fixed was actually income. Uh, one of my questions coming up. They should, yeah. uh, they, they should not have to pay property tax. And I think we can do that. How, how deep we could go with property tax uh, exemptions or removal would depend on how much money we made off the, off the resources. But I can, I can see that um, that could be a real benefit to the people of Wyoming, just decreasing their property taxes. So tax revenue based off of the resources and the minerals from within Wyoming, that is how you propose we pay for goods and services? Pretty much everything, yeah. We still have a sales tax. I think a sales tax is probably the most fair tax because the more you, the more you buy, the more you pay. People that don't buy much don't have to pay much. And so we still have a sales tax, but uh, we'd be nice not to even have a property tax. It would be the first first state in the union, I think, not to have a property tax, which I have always had a problem with. It's a very unfair tax, the way it's administered. Um, over in Jackson, if you, if you have a cow and a little pasture, you can get an ag exemption on a multi-million dollar place. Wow. That's, that's not appropriate. So we've got tax reform issues. Um, and then our school system is in trouble, um, mostly because um, the mineral sector has been providing the money for the schools. And now that it's, you know, coal's been cut in half, um, we've got to do some school reforms. Um, districts need consolidated. Administrative levels need consolidated uh, or reduced. Um, I'm... I support uh, changing our funding structure altogether and having the money follow the students and the parents in charge of how their kids get educated. Um, but that is all a matter of discussion with the legislature and reforming how we pay for the uh, our education for the kids and, the, and adults at UW or community colleges. And speaking of legislature, you would have to have quite a backing within uh, our, our lawmakers to make this move uh, against the federal government on land? Um, no, I don't think so. I think I can do it alone. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. If if I'm right, which I'm pretty sure I am, they're unconstitutionally here, and the governor is tasked with enforcing the Constitution. That's his chief responsibility is enforcing the law. So it doesn't have to go through the legislature. But um, there could be some legislators that are embedded with the feds at some level, and they might throw a little fit. But if the people of Wyoming um, elect me to be the next governor, I would have the mandate from the people on this issue because it's how I'm campaigning. I'm not, I'm not holding this e issue like it's a secret, telling them stuff and then get elected and then doing it. I'm campaigning. This, this is my number one issue. And if I win the August 16th primary, it'll be a mandate from the people, which the legislators better re better um, respond to and, and say, you know, the people want him to remove the federal government from Wyoming. Therefore, we, we're not going to get in his way. And I'm going to try to stop him. Yeah, and, and, and as you've traveled around uh, and, and spoken to a lot of folks, mm -hmm. uh, you and I were talking before uh, we jumped on the mics here, and you were downtown talking with people. Yeah. What's, what's the response been from average citizens on this uh, platform? I'd say 99% are in, for, in support of it, and I've talked to hundreds, hundreds of people all across the state, and they're all they're, they're going, go get them. Really? Yeah, the people are mad. 
and they rec- recognize that the federal government has crossed the uh, crossed the um, the line when it comes to trying to destroy the fossil fuel industry, and they want them out of the state. So there's a really good chance that I will be the next governor um, based on um, what uh, you know, the uh, people that I've talked to. Like I said, I've been all over the state. Everybody's excited about it. And my opposition on the other side, not to disparage Mark Gordon too much, but he's a he is a climate change guy. He said um, last year that climate change was the most important issue on earth, and that and that's what motivated me to run. I thought, Mark, if you really believe that, then you cannot be for fossil fuels. And, and then and then he is always talking about carbon capture, which um, I mean, if you if you believe fossil fuels. I believe that God created the earth and that the fossil fuels were meant for humankind to not just warm their places, but to 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 build a society. Fossil fuels have, have really revolutionized the world um, before before oil and gas um, and, and even coal. You know, we lived in the dark ages. Those those minerals have changed the world for the better. They, they rise people out of poverty. They have made civilization what it is today. I can hardly believe that, that there was a God that created a fossil fuels so it could destroy the world through global warming. It just makes no sense to me. And um, so, and CO2, as everybody knows, is plant food. <laughs> That's what plants eat, trees grow from. Um, I have a hard time believing it's an evil gas that's going to destroy us. Therefore, sticking, trying to stick it under the ground with carbon capture is a ridiculous uh, proposition in my mind. But Gar- Governor Gordon, that's what he supports and that's what he p- pushes. And he does give lip service to the fossil fuel industry, but I hope people realize that there's an underlying agenda. His resume speaks to environmentalism. Um, I think that he, he would like to see um, most of Wyoming free in, in its natural state. Um, which is, um, you know, nice, a nice thought if we didn't all have to make a living doing something. Right. (laughs) What do you think about, uh, like, the wind farms that you see popping up? I'm not in favor of them. I I have a hard time with the irony behind the environmentalists. They promote wind farms, um, but then they they claim that the the, uh, haze from the coal mines is ruining their view. It's like... Good grief. Go stand in a wind farm. You think your view's not ruined? I mean, you, I feel like I'm in a plastic redwood forest. Um, the, it's killing birds, you know, and I don't think they're all that efficient. I think it's total hypocrisy on their part to push windmills. And not only that, but to make those things, to get them where they are right now, they had to subsidize them. And that's not right. I mean, if if, if wind energy... Is so good it should be able to stand on its own. Shouldn't have to have federal money to promote it. And so I don't like the federal government doing that either. And I just soon look into the big open blue sky of Wyoming and not see windmills. Now, how would you plan on to uh, bringing more business and industry to the state in order to grow jobs and increase a tax base? Well, if if we get control of all these natural resources and the state is really flush with cash and can um, reduce our property or our tax burden, probably the best in the nation. I think that people will naturally want to be here, and they're welcome to come. Um, we, uh, I'm a free marketer. If, uh, Like I just mentioned with the windmills, um, if I don't believe in subsidizing industry, I think if, it, uh, if there's market demand for it, it should be successful. So... Um, Welcome to Wyoming. It's a low-tax state, beautiful. We have open skies, except where there's already windmills. <laughs> and uh, um, pick, pick, pick whatever you want and make a living. The governor's behind you. Uh, he's a he's a entrepreneur himself, and he believes in small business. And go make go make your fortune. Now, what would you like voters in the Sheridan region to know about Rex Rammel? Um, I'm a I'm a liberty-minded constitutionalist. Freedom means more to me than anything, and that's why, I, as I just spoke about um, economic freedom, um, 
I don't want the government getting in people's business. I want I want the people to have the green light to to prosper as they will. Um, they've got the freedom, and the Constitution backs it up. And I will and I will make sure the Constitution is enforced. That um, tyranny will not be successful. I don't like I don't like big government. I don't like deals in the back room. I don't like uh, government picking winners and losers. I think everybody should be on a level playing field, and that's what I intend to provide as the governor of Wyoming. All right, Mr. Ram, I want to thank you for coming in today. Uh, it was uh, uh, we, we had to record this show a little bit before the time that we aired it. Uh, you are all over the state this month. Uh, that's right. Uh, see yeah. everybody, but you are you're here right now for the Republican State Convention. Yes. that's going to be yeah. taking place yeah. here in Sheridan. Look for the. Uh, Look for my tour bus. It's got uh, Constitution on one side and a wildlife scene on the other. Um, it'll be a famous bus here shortly. Well, everybody's, everybody I go talk to, eh, it's all your bus. And so um, I hope that the people will um, go to my website, which is Rammel for Wyoming. Rammel has two M's and two L's in it. And uh, look me up. See if you like what I stand for. If you do, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, vote August 16th. Because the, the, the next governor will be chosen on that date. This is Public Pulse on 930 KROE and 103.9 FM. Sheridan. That's where Eliason Financial comes in. Let our advisors help ensure your money works just as hard as you do. So retirement, college funds, and big family vacations stay on track, no matter what surprises come your way. To learn more about who we are and what our wealth management advisors can do for you, visit Eliason Financial online or call 307-672-3010. Securities offered through Royal Alliance Associates, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Checks continue to be the subject of more fraud than any other form of payment. First Federal Bank and Trust will help you stay one step ahead with Positive Pay for Business. Our Positive Pay service detects fraudulent checks early and prevents them from being paid. We believe in avoiding the hassle of check fraud investigations so you can focus on the best parts of your business. Contact Kim Wells, First Federal's cash management officer, to get started with Positive Pay today. First Federal Bank and Trust, your partner in success. Member FDIC. Hey, it's Jimmy Fallon inviting you to join me on Fox Across America weekdays at 10 a.m. on News Talk 930 KROE. When you see someone sipping on a crisp, refreshing drink from McDonald's, you may suddenly crave one too. And that's normal. It's more than a drink, it's a McDonald's drink. Right now at McDonald's, try one of our icy cold slushies. Enjoy deliciously refreshing flavors like the new tropical mango or strawberry watermelon and pair it with our world-famous fries. Price and participation may vary. Doctors Joseph Ketchke, Ben Fowler, and David Fisher of Wild Visions Associates take time out to salute our soldiers and veterans who have given their lives. We stand in awe of your dedication and are humbled by your sacrifices this Memorial Day and every day. This message from Wild Vision Associates, a quality business made up of people who care. Call 673-5177 or visit wildvision.com. Doctors Joseph Ketchke, Ben Fowler, and David Fisher of Wild Vision Associates in Sheridan and Dr. Jaron Olson of Wild Vision Associates of Gillette, remembering and thanking our veterans who pay the ultimate sacrifice. Have you heard? VacuTech is now hiring assemblers, welders, installers, design drafters, engineers, and more with great opportunities for advancement. Working at VacuTech is much more than just a job, it's a career. VacuTech offers outstanding benefits including comprehensive health, dental, vision coverage, matching 401k, paid time off, and referral bonuses. Not to mention top-notch compensation. For more information and to apply, visit VacuTech's open opportunities page on their website at VacuTechLLC.com. From Jill Bates in the Best Team Studio, brokered by EXP, New Stock 930. K-R-O-B, Sheridan.